Our text today comes to us from the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, beginning at verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. And I have received this command from my Father. The word of the Lord. Once again, O oh God, we've gathered here to take our place in front of your holy word, asking that you will speak it by your own Holy Spirit into our hearts in ways that would transform us closer into the image of the word made flesh. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Perhaps there is no image of Jesus that is cherished more than that of the Good Shepherd. It adorns the stained glass windows of churches all over the world. It can be found on the walls of Sunday school classes and in the pages of children's Bibles. It's even among the earliest Christian art that we have found in the catacombs. We have always cherished this, this image of being a, a lamb in the arms of a good shepherd. No, not just any shepherd. It's like saying, I found a good doctor. She's a good pastor, you can trust her. When you're in trouble, you want to be in the arms of a good shepherd. Just before this text, Jesus contrasts himself with those who are hired hands. When trouble comes, the hired hand runs away, leaves the sheep alone. But Jesus says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus is dying to love us. He also says that the good shepherd knows the sheep. I know them, and they know me, the text says. Now, when we put these two things together, we know why Jesus is the good shepherd. We are loved, and we are known. Typically, we think we can have this one way or the other. Either we can be loved, or we can be known. But if we really want to be loved, then we're terrified of being known. But the Good Shepherd really knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you have done and left undone. He knows the heartaches and the hurts you have gathered along the way. He knows what it is that keeps you up late at night. But he also knows 
what is almost miraculous about you, what is so gifted and true and beautiful. That's the one who loves you. This is what carries us on the days when we, we cannot keep up that we are known and loved by this shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. How many times have those words carried us through funerals in emergency rooms and the darkest of our days? One of the ways that the Good Shepherd cares for us is that he gathers us into different folds. Your fold is the place where you find other sheep who also know you and love you. And they, they have a story that's pretty similar to yours. And they, they talk about Jesus the same way you do. When you worship with people who are of the same fold, the, the empathy is all over the place. You, you sing songs that just resonate in your soul. These folks pray from the heart like you do. Or they read from a book their prayers like you do. <laughs> their theology has molded and shaped your theology. This fold sense of, of mission has, has been the way by which you've discerned your own sense of, of calling. When even just two or three of the same fold are gathered together, the, the good shepherd is found in the midst of them and they, they are renewed in their identity and their sense of hope and courage for facing what lies ahead. So far, so good. It's always Jesus' second paragraph that makes him a little mysterious. He goes on to say, but I have other sheep that are not of your fold. They've also heard my voice, and I am also carrying them home. Now, many of our commentators on this text say that Jesus is trying to make room for the Gentiles. Right, but there, there have always been Gentiles. Those who are not like us. Those whose faith language and, and spiritual wiring is just so different we can't, we can't even figure it out that they're not of our fold, they're from a different fold, and so they have a different perspective from this other fold on the Good Shepherd. They just see him differently. But they're still a part of the same flock. There are many folds, but one flock, one shepherd. Now there are always those who said, nope, there should only be one fold. I'm tired of the Gentiles. There should not be all these diverse theologies. There should be the right theology. There should not be all these diverse worship preferences. There should be the right worship service. Interesting thing is that for those who were so sure that they were right, they were dismayed that Jesus kept being found among those who they thought were so wrong. 
He could be found among the Pharisees and the sinners, and the Samaritans, the Syrophoenicians, those with leprosy, Roman centurion, demoniacs. The list just goes on and on and on. And when we see Jesus over there, we say, what are you doing with them? They're the ones we're worried about. They're not of our fold. Right? But this is what a good shepherd does. The good shepherd brings all the sheep home. Even the ones that you don't understand. Now the interesting thing about this text to me is that Jesus doesn't condemn our inclination to find our way into various folds. In fact, I assume it's the shepherd who, who leads us into the fold. A fold is an, it's an enclosed place where the sheep find reassurance by being with their other sheep who, who they know, they're familiar with. And it's, a, it, it's a place of, of, of rest and renewal after being out in the fields. Fold's a great place. Now you may, I don't know, if you're no longer at home in one fold, you may transfer to another fold. Or you may actually be at home in more than one fold. But we need these folds. They're they're places of renewal, comfort, places where we remember who we are. One of my favorite days at the seminary is Seminary Fest. It's one of the very first days of the fall semester when the quad is just filled with different uh, organizations and fellowship groups all behind tables, all inviting people to be a part of their fold. And we got a lot of them. I mean, as you walk through the, the, the uh, quad, it's so exciting. There's the table for the Association of Black Seminarians, and there's a table over here for the Association of Latinx Students, and the one over here for Asian American students. There's the table for B-Glass, the table for Evangelicals, the, the table for the uh, Princeton Theological Review, the t- different service-oriented tables, uh, and um, there's tables for fellowships, groups for the Methodists and the Lutherans and the Episcopalians, and there's, it's even okay to be Presbyterian. <laughs> and, and all of these folds within the seminary community are needed. They're, they're part of what makes this a vital uh, uh, place of, of, of uh, discovery of the Savior as we start to pay attention to what we're learning from each of the other folds. We need these folds. So when we talk about covenant community, let's be clear that we're not looking for some type of cultic uniformity. The folds are, are, are places of Again, renewal, they're they're places of advocacy where we have the opportunity to assert the rights of the various groups and and to call for that. And so that becomes a, 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 the seminary becomes a place of, of lively discussion and at times public debate. We can handle that because there's one shepherd and one flock and we can learn from the various folds, which is whether you realize it or not, why the Holy Spirit brought you here. But just remember, the flock is greater than the fold. It's not more important than the fold, but there's just more perspectives than one fold has. 
And let us certainly remember that the flock is greater than the seminary. It's even greater than the church. There are others who have heard the voice of the shepherd. And he's bringing them home as well. And we need them as we need each other. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.